that science, by definition, allows for more than one opinion, otherwise you merely have the will of one man, which is the basis of cult. If it's not in the frame, it doesn't exist. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I am usually... Where you been? Drunk. Wendy? <laughs> Darling? Light of my life. Oh! What's your one purpose in life? To explode, of course. I like death with sex. How about you, Casey? You like sex with death? Yeah, so fuck off and die. Oh, he's dead as hell, dude. It's nearly there. Almost as dead as... <laughs> <laughs> dead as who? This... What the hell was his name? Oh, no, it, Was remember. it Ray Brower? Is it Brower? Yeah. It's that Brower kid. Um, this is the Cult of Cinema Knowledge podcast. I'm Levi. That's Jordan. Um, Hello. We're talking. The name Ray Brower sounds familiar to you. Uh, and he's dead. I hate to tell you. I know. He yeah. died young, too. He sure did, man. We're talking about. So, uh, <laughs> this month. It's the start of summer. It's been getting very hot. I don't know if you could tell Jordan because I always look pretty red in this light, but I got very, very sunburned the other day. Uh, oh, really? Are you doing some yard work or what? What's your? I did do yard work, shoes? but we actually had a baby shower that was outside, and it was, of course, oh, the day it was super I, hot. Yeah, you you were picks. gonna come to the baby shower when I, you were gonna be in town. Uh, I was invited, but it was but... super hot. So, what better way to start off the summer? We're doing summer movies, and the first movie that was selected was, of course, the movie we're talking about today, Stand By Me by Rob Reiner. Right? That takes... That takes <laughs> yeah, Rob Reiner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Rob Reiner. I well, always it's funny second like, guess myself on that we, for some reason. Well, now I'm like... Now, like, since we've... This is the second Rob Reiner film we've done, yes, and misery, Rob Reiner's yeah. first uh, Stephen King adaptation... Or maybe wait, I'm pretty they sure they are both yeah. Stephen King adaptations. And so, and that he did, it. yeah, and he did Misery. So go, go listen to our Misery podcast. Yeah, and then listen today. Check when we talk about Stand by Me. Stand by Me. Uh, it's a summer film, but it takes place in September. <laughs> Does it? I don't know why it bothered me. Yeah, it takes place at Labor Day. It was like, uh, uh, but it just se- seems se- September so summery. Like, oh no, it's super summery. It's warm and like Dude. they're because it's like Oregon. It's like a heat wave in Oregon, and they're talking about like. It's, it's a, it is, I will classify it as a summer. September is technically kind they, of some, they some talk schools about... don't start until late September. So it technically <laughs> it's summer. But I just thought it was funny when I was watching it. They talk about September and I'm like, oh, this I guess summer movie. September is technically, <laughs> yeah, summer, I think. But, it, but the only reason it clicked for this, because right. they are, they it talk about it and it like, it's the summer before they start high school. And so right. it's like they're on the cusp of that change into like being big kids because they even say like yeah. before girls were important, you know what I mean? Uh, right before that, and uh, so it's just like it feels like just like oh, in between. It's such a transitional period. Summer is the transitional period into it, you know the adult, the, it the fall of your life, the adulthood of your life. Uh, anyway, so before we go on. Let me read this synopsis. I did not write one because I was, okay. I literally sat down to write one and I pulled up, uh, I was like trying to, cause I'll pull up like the Wikipedia page so I can remember everyone's uh-huh. names and yeah, like, the, same, na- same. the name of the town and everything. And yeah. the first, the first synopsis that showed up seemed decent. So I was like, ah, I don't have time to write this shit. I'm going to just read this one. So I'm phoning it in today. And also I've been slacking and putting them on the website cause I haven't typed mine up. 
in months. I write them all down on paper, and I don't want to retype. Well, them. you got you got a pile of emails. <laughs> I see them. I see them every week. You got, I do. Yeah, you got like six emails from me or whatever from, the, from the past. I, I've always That's feel guilty, awesome. but I was hoping you don't because you never go to the website. I was hoping you just wouldn't notice, so I spilled I, my. No, I go. I go to the website. I actually made a little. Uh, Did you go to there I'm gonna, today? I'm like, going to blast that, you. That fucker. No, no, no. <laughs> Well, no, no. I mean, I look, I look at it. I look at it at least twice a week. But I looked at it. Travis let me know. He was like, "Oh, there's a little typo on it." So I went in and I made a correction. Oh. But I'm not, I'm not putting you. On, I'm not putting you on blast. I'm just saying I do go to the website. What? And I look at what it. What was the so typo? It just said like June's is gonna be or something like that. <laughs> oh. It was like you, you, you're like, yeah. It's like a weird plural yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like supposed to be yeah, just June. But uh, anyways, yeah, so it was, thank it was God, a simple fix. Thank God for Travis. I he always Travis catches dude, our problems. You know, really though, yeah, he's our little. Uh, he's like an editor, our little dictator out there. We're gonna start. We cra- appreciate it. We're better for it. We are. Thank you. We're gonna start because uh, we are deeply flawed human beings. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yes. So this is Stand by Me, directed by Rob Reiner, based on the story The Body by Stephen King, which a lot of people. Mary, I watched this with Mary, and she had no fucking idea. It was I didn't know. By Stephen King. The the second it comes at the end and the credit comes up, you know, adapted like, by Stephen King. What the Victoria fuck? and I are both like, what the fuck? This is Stephen. I was like, wait, there's no like weird sex alien or like Dude, vicious dog. That's always, like- it's what's weird. It's <laughs> like he does. He wrote that, and he wrote like Shawshank Redemption and Green Mile, and- which Green Mile, I mean, has got like a supernatural edge, but like. Oh, but so light. All not, these, not all these like King, heavy, yeah. highly regarded even, movies. Even misery su- is is like it's more violent. Straightforward. So that makes sense. It's but, a straightforward yeah. thriller. Yeah. Right. Right. It's yeah, not it's what Stephen kinda... King's known for. You know, it's not like The Shining yeah, like, or fucking. It's not like it's not it's not Langoliers where are... they're eating time. Dude, <laughs> dude that's, that's a deep weird. cut. Who here? No, dude. Yeah. Uh, if you've seen Langoliers, go comment on the Reddit. And tell us how, how you feel about Langoliers. I wonder if Brandon Arnold's seen it, dude. I, I've been Brandon. Thank you so much for commenting yeah, on dude. Facebook and like listening to us. It's like, dude, I was so like, it's like grin, like ear to ear, baby. It was like, I'm so happy. Yeah, it was, it was cool, man. Thank I, you. I appreciate. That. I know but you should. I wonder uh, if you've seen Langoliers. That's Bra- you you know Brandon's seen Langoliers. <laughs> um, you should come on and do an episode with us one of these times. Dude, oh my god! Do you know how cool that was? I'm like, why haven't we like contacted East Hollywood and like anyone? Like, hey, well, it's because yeah, have, we, have faculty or something. Because we don't have any friends, yeah. dude. I don't even know if East nah, Hollywood's we'll still around. It's probably just a like a, a barren wasteland. that's like a burned down husk for all I know. That's true. <laughs> no, I have no, no idea. No. I see, I see it off the freeway sometimes when I visit Utah. And so, dude, I haven't I been on. I haven't fondly, been on two hundred one but... on that stretch of freeway in like ten years. So. I, yeah, dude. Have you? Yeah, have you been? In magnet area, like I, I have, but I didn't take that. I didn't take that way. <laughs> oh, you didn't go, yeah. No, I didn't well, anyhow, that was that was an old school we went to together uh, in high school. So yeah. Anyways, anyway, anyway uh, the... sh- everyone shut up. So stand by me. Uh, okay. After learning that a stranger has been accidentally killed near near their rural homes, four Oregon boys decide to go see the body. On the way, Gordy Lachance, Verno, Chris Chambers, and Teddy DeChamp encounter a mean junk man. A marsh full of leeches, and they also learn more about one another and their very different home lives. Just a lark at first, the boys' adventure evolves into a defining event in their lives. Short and sweet, but that's the yeah. gist. They they go. It's it's a trek movie, you know. They find out about this body. They take off across the land. They're like, it's thirty miles. It's them just hoofing it along these train tracks, going to find this body because you know of morbid curiosity, but also they think that they uh. 
you know, there might be a little bit of a fame in it. I mean, Gordy, or not yeah, Gordy. Uh, I do like that. What's that? What's nope. that kid's name? I'm not forgetting it. I literally just said it, too. Or um, was it Teddy? No, Teddy doesn't care. No, is it, Teddy's Corey Feldman. Uh, yeah, Corey Feldman. Vern. Is it, is it? Vern. Yeah, Vern. Vern. Vern cares? I thought Vern just, Vern heard the info, right? He did. And then he, he, tells, only cares. he tells their buddies. I mean, he brings the comb. Because he thinks they might be on TV, you know. <laughs> they might be on TV. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's but in the treehouse. So it's like that's the that's like that's my second favorite scene in this is that that treehouse conversation is so cool. It's so like that's that's what the movie like captures where it's supposed to be. It's the time period. Yeah. It's like all the other set they're pieces smoking, are really cool. They're smoking and playing just, cards. They're smoking. He, he has and the pack cards. rolled up in his shirt and everything. It, He's such it's a cool, bad it's boy. It's cool. Where like. That's where, like, you know, I, I grew up with a treehouse, and that's where, you know, your friends would come, and you could, like, all hang out on the treehouse, and, like, you would just talk, and you could, it's like, you just had your, like, privacy, and it's like, I really, like, resonate with that, and I respect that, and I, I enjoy this, and it's really cool, dude, like, you'll read some Reddits, and, like, it's cool to get a perspective, like, how, how reaching this film is, like, mm-hmm. I, I kind of, you know, watching it, and this time, I'm like, okay, four rural white kids, like, yeah, you know, bo- coming of age bo- story. I'm like, it really boys. reflects with me. Yeah, yeah, all boys, and it's very masculine. And I'm like, well, it reflects with me. But then, but then that, but then they do have. I mean, they clearly have like a tender side, and like they have that vulnerability. Yeah, it reaches it, out. Even to, that, I think anyone because like, it's it's not yeah, just it's boys. Universal. It's it's growing up, and that's why this is the quintessential. Like everyone talks about the coming of age movie. This is like one of the main ones because it captures that in between in life so well um there's a there's a lot of things this movie does right obviously like the writing's really good blah 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 the fucking cinematography's good music's good music soundtrack's great um but the thing that really brings this whole movie together is these i guess child actors but these young these young actors and they're 15 or something yeah it was like the their chemistry together is Dude. on another level. Like they, well, this, and it's, this ensemble, it's by design. yeah, this ensemble, right? The way they act together uh, as a whole is immediately feels so real, so organic that you're buying into no matter what from the treehouse scene. Yeah, because obviously it starts. It starts with, uh, you know, fuck. Why am I forgetting his name? I literally just had it again. The main stupid character. Oh my god, Gordy, piece of shit, Gordy. <laughs> Is an old man when it starts, and he's like, remembering back oh, yeah. when I was the summer of 59. Right. The summer, Jordan, of 59, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think he does say that, yeah, probably. And he's like, I remember <laughs> that, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, but then the whole movie, the second you meet all of them together, it's like they immediately have this camaraderie that's just like, you know, I don't know if I've seen that in another movie with, you know, obviously this young kids, where it's just like, these kids feel like they've been friends forever and it doesn't feel like there's a camera there. It doesn't feel like they're acting. It feels like they're just actually friends. Right. Um, and they straight up are dude. Cause that's, that's what they did. They, they moved them out. They moved them out there. And like three weeks before shooting, they were all like living together in a trailer out in Oregon where they filmed on location. Just actually like, living the, in the tree. The kids house, were just living. Cigarettes. Yeah. Basically. Dude, yeah. They pain. were like living together and they were, yeah. Kicking rocks and like, but it's actually fun. There's some, uh, I'll post it on the Reddit. There's like um, some behind the scenes footage they're shooting on like a 
old, you know, handy cam style, like just an old like family video camera. Cool. And uh, yeah, put it. It's just them, like it's them shooting shit. Put it on the Reddit. I'd love to see that goofing with each other. Yeah, it's and it's really like it's really sweet and it's really cool and like it is great. It was their it was their like coming of age. I mean, they still they you know there's a bunch of videos on YouTube also where they talk about how like you know it's been like 15, 20 years they come back and they reflect on it and like how much they grew up and like how how close they reflect with their characters too. That's what's like Corey Feldman said like that was his he's like we are we are the same character yeah. like I, you know R- my River Phoenix my whole doesn't life say anything though. Well, dude, because he's, he's, he's super R- good. R.I.P. Man, yeah, yeah. It's and it's bad. wild because he would super talented. He would have been God, yeah. He would have been so yeah. like he's like yeah, cut down his prime. Uh, it's funny though, Jerry O'Connell, the dude that played Vern. I I, I couldn't place glow, it. Glow up, <laughs> dude. I couldn't place it. I was like, I know that little kid's face, and he's obviously in a handful of stuff now. But it wasn't until I searched it, I immediately was like, oh. That's Sydney's boyfriend from Scream 2. That was like the first thing I thought. And I'm, oh. then I'm like, oh, that's that guy. Oh. And yeah. that seems like a minor role. But that is a very important part of my film history is uh, Sydney's boyfriend from Scream 2. I'm just saying. And I, re- I watched that recently, too, so it's fresh in my brain. It's fresh. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't really remember. I'd have to see it. Go again. watch. I know this is tangent. Just watch yeah. the Scream yeah. movies. I mean, they're not all great. But they're, uh, well, I need to, I don't know if I've gone down the whole, the like, whatever, five or whatever the fuck. <laughs> there there, there are. are five now. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I've seen all of them. Yeah. Because that's, that's for a future First, podcast. second, fourth, fifth, third. Oh, okay. Just, um, well, but. I'll watch it in that order. Should I, you, yeah, you should. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Reminds yeah, me, we'll talk about fun. this. I got some ideas about trilogies that we're going to do for Horror but. Um, oh hell yeah but anyway this uh these actors man like this whole entire time i was like watching this and i'm like i'm being blown away because they each have their scene that's like they're fun they have the camaraderie but then each one of them has their like monologue like Mm -hmm. type super acting moment like fucking well have you ever read the did you read the body i was literally because i watched this movie uh, I had the book. I used to have the Four Past Midnight, the Stephen King book, that, uh-huh. and I always wanted to read it. And then I lost it in a move or something, and I was going to rent it because I actually watched Stand by Me like last Wednesday. Like I watched it like oh, the oh, first oh, day. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Just because yeah. Mary and I were both up, up watching to a movie, and I was gonna be like, "Do you want to watch the Film Club one?" You know. Um, yeah. And I was literally like, "Oh, okay. I have a week, and it's a novella essentially." I'm like, "I could read it." Uh, in the meantime, and I was going to check it out from the library, but it was already checked out, so. Oh, dude. Well, I know, I know there's, like, there's some narrative differences, but I'm, I'm curious if, like, they capture, like, the, you know. I could see I, it, because sure his, his writer, serious so. stories, because, I mean, like, right. uh, you know, um, Shawshank Redemption is quite similar to the movie As Is Green Mile is quite similar, because I've read both of those, you know what I mean, and they're pretty, pretty... Uh, on the nose adaptations because okay. it's like I think that's why I'm surprised more people don't adapt Stephen King's short stories because obviously Stephen King adaptations are huge and are like you know they're uh, argumentative in quality like some are awful and some are uh-huh, decent some are, well this is this is Stephen King's favorite and I, I don't know I don't know if that's still but in like 2007 he was 
in an interview, he talked about I, how this was. I his, don't even think he cares anymore. <laughs> he uh, probably probably just gets the check and he's happy. Whatever. Don't get me wrong. I love Stephen King, and but, I I grew up. I learned how to read on Stephen King. You know, and I, I, I read the I, I read the Stand like when I was like ten. And I'm neutral. Uh, I love him. I've read I've read easily eighty yeah. percent of all of his books, but um, but like he said, he really liked the Dark Tower movie. So immediately he just Oof. his opinion is gone to me. Oof. Well, that's no, no. I've never point, respected his opinion because point, he said he, The Shining was terrible, was a bad movie, right. let alone and a bad adaptation. Which I'm just like, okay, it is. <laughs> well, it, is yeah, it is not. I a, that's where I like. I don't trust his opinion. I've had but. my opinions on The Shining. Did we? We did talk about The Shining briefly. We've in talked a about the Shining, but it was, episode. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah, because. Um, the Shining. Well, dude, speaking of The Shining, this is a nice segue. In my opinion. <laughs> they, they use, I wanted to know if you know this history. They use that so when the kids scrape up all their money, which is a really cute scene, they do that. I love that in like movies. That's a you know, big trope. Seven cents. Everyone, burn, all, the, you know? all the, yeah, a seven cents. Yeah. All the, all the like, you know, travelers have to, you know, get their coins together yeah. and it's really funny. And they freaking, uh, they scrape up. Two thirty-seven. They $2. do. $2. Oh my god! And room it's two thirty-seven, which is two room two thirty-seven from The Shining. Nice. And so that is nice. What that's, the fuck is that number? That's a funny Easter egg. What is that number, dude? dude? Why does Stephen King use it? Do you know? Do you, have you? Does it come up in any of his other novels? I don't. Like so. Is it in Dark Tower? I feel like that is. would be because Dark Tower is like part of his universe, like big time, but like all it, of his universe. Uh, his big number is nineteen for some reason too. Is his other uh. number, but. In the book, see that's the difference though. It's like I think that in the movie, because the the number in the book of The Shining is not the same as the one in the movie. So mm. I think I think the movie is two thirty seven. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because that has had more significance, and there's a the conspiracy theory around that from like Kubrick. I know, but, Kubrick changed it uh, from like yeah. two hundred and thirty. Seven thousand miles to the moon, or something. Or I don't know exactly, but exactly what about is, that. What is There's that documentary about, about it, faking yeah. the moon landing and everything. I love, dude. I love but, that shit. But that's, that's so cool. a, dude. That's a fun. <laughs> yeah, it really though. Uh, that's a fun Easter egg though about them counting the change. Ah, yeah, I didn't notice that. That's that's a good one. Uh, yeah, dude. I want to. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, so many good little clips yeah. in this too. And it's just like, well, what, oh, what am dude, I gonna dude, eat? That... You can eat your own dick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty no, small they really. Yeah, they they definitely. Yeah, no, they definitely capture like. That you know the 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 like the ribbing that adolescents do you know that you you do with your friends and you joke around but dude they have so many so I'm I'm mad I started going through and writing some down and it's like like some that are like more more known like give me skin you know and that was like a big thing they did a lot but then they keep calling each other like goochers yeah and like he goes he goes to like catch cozies from the river and it's like I think that's a fish but it what I read is like it's not a real thing it's just like this made up thing. And Mortonite, they call each other like someone calls him a Mortonite. I'm just like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm mad too because in the, I forgot to write down some of the other ones in the, freaking treehouse scene. They say like five or six like all these weird words to each other that I'm like, is this true slang or is Rob Reiner just in there like oh they're gonna be like oh these fucking gorpers dude they have their own language. <laughs> I get yeah yeah, yeah. No, I don't like oh man what, they were what is up with Rob Reiner can we take I feel like now is a good time as oh, any to be dude. like what's his deal you know what I mean like I mean he I made know, in some South Park he's <laughs> dude that's all I think about him butter yeah, get the butter more butter <laughs> yeah butter yeah. he's trying to like, he's trying to expose the yeah. cigarette companies um but Rob Reiner man he he, hates, he, he doesn't like smoking so. he's got some good ass movies. 
Like I mean, but yeah, then, you definitely. But then, like, dude, he. What happened? I, know, man. I only know. I'm only like familiar with he, you know. Mir- uh, he hasn't made like he's made a lot of movies. Basically, you know, he, he makes a fair amount of movies. He still makes movies, but he hasn't made a like acclaimed movie that I can think of is, is since what the early '90s. A few good men, but dude, he had a good run right there at the beginning, man. 84, 84 to ninety-two. This is Spinal Tap, Stand By Me, Princess Bride, When Harry Met Sally, Misery, and A Few Good Men. Like, That's, he, yeah. that is a fucking great run. And then, but the movies he's been making since then, it's like the only one I even really even know of is LBJ, which came out like six years ago and apparently is terrible. And then The Bucket List in 2007, uh, which he also did, which... Oh, that was his? Which was oh, okay, okay yeah. in its own right, but it was it's not... But that's it's not a stand by me or a misery or even like a when Harry met Sally. You know what I mean? It's not one of those. I don't know what happened to that guy. I mean, he was still. He's, <laughs> that's a still. That's a pretty decent run, though. Even still, to have like to have a to have a movie like worm its way into popular culture because it's like bucket list is like you know it was popular when you, it came out people, for sure. I remember it being pretty. Yeah, big. yeah, but but that's but I mean, like you said, that was like what twelve years ago or something. So it's like you're you're not looking at someone who's still relative. No. But, I don't know. I mean, he says he has Spinal Tap two coming out. So why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because he yeah, doesn't. Yeah, because know, he's right. like, I haven't made a good movie in fifteen did, years. <laughs> go, yeah, go back to the well. But um, you know, it's fine. He, but dude, he really did that. And Princess Bride's really great too. I watched that recently. Dope, so. Princess Bride is pretty good. I want more movies yeah, like, yeah. like that. You know what I mean? It's like that medieval adventure. But anyway, this movie. <sighs> It does. It does it for me because I I feel like as I was starting to watch it, I was like, yeah, I really like this movie, but maybe I don't rem- like it as much as I th- remember liking it. Like, cause it's not. I'm like nothing about it is particularly like special to me. It seems like, but then I started watching I mean, yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought. Going. It's just that's their, how I was remembering acting, it. Yeah. The kids. Right. Right. No, I know what you mean. There's no like there are big scenes that stand out there's in a lot, my mind, a but lot. it's not like. They're not epic. It's not like this movie. I wouldn't be like this is like a movie you need to watch for filmmaking. It's I mean, definitely it's well made, heavily it's, reflected. It's well edited, definitely, and of course uh, yeah, yeah. edited very well to the uh, excellent oldies soundtrack, which really gives it uh, uh, yeah. its vibe. And you know, it's got a pretty good villain of just like that sleazy greaser gang, and Donald Sutherland is like Ace. The I know, dude. The Cobras, baby. Dude, the co- That's the cobra, so dope. The just and they're carving. And he's like, I'm messing up the snake, and it's like the state park dude. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna get a Cobra's tattoo, man. I know it's a, he's a pretty good villain, even though he's he's fairly yeah. minor. You know, it's morally about them and their their journey of growth. Uh, right. The vil- yeah, the villain is kind of just time. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, literally, it's like, nostalgia. Because how time, it like yeah. flashes forward, and they're like, everyone's yeah. stuck in their and, ways, and I'm just a writing old man now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And it's kind of that like. Yeah, he, it's almost, yeah, he's reflecting on his own life in that moment, and, like, he's happy, but it also, yeah, nostalgia is a pain, man. It's a, yeah. it's a tinge, dude. That's, like, that's Madman, man. Madman didn't, like. It's true. They talk about nostalgia really well. Um, yeah, this movie, I, I, Donald Sutherland, I think, is a great, I still think of Ace all the time, and, it's, and that's how you know it's Stephen King. I literally even, like, when the bully, like, it makes more sense than this, but, like, this, like, borderline psychopathic murder bully. <laughs> That's in like yeah. every Stephen King, like any any right. story about kids. There's always some some 
bully older like kid. He, like he's it, happy. He's happy to stab he's him. Always, yeah, oh, he's it, always yeah. got a knife. You know what I mean? It's like because I feel like Stephen King must have thought yeah. that was like I don't know back. Or he up. he he definitely. I mean, I would imagine like. So uh, Stephen King actually experienced that the leech scene that like happened to him. He like oh really? You know yeah he he went through a, a pool and got leeches on him and stuff like went through a you know I, forest. I, I hated thing. every second of that. I and I didn't dude. I'm like I so good, do though. not like leeches. It's okay. He's like, you got something yeah. on your no, neck. It, like, like I'm not falling for that. No no really you do have no, something yeah. on your neck. Yeah no and that that realization is great and that like that scene's really fun. I love uh so they built that. It's it's man made the the pool, and so like they built this they like built a pool, and they're like all right because they want to be safe. They were like they were gonna have them go through an actual body of water, but yeah. it was like that's not safe. They don't know if there's actually leeches. Who knows what's in this body of water? Right. They build it, and they they didn't they didn't shoot in it. It sat in in the weather. It sat in real life, out in the middle of the forest. For three months, it just became a bog. And it just anyway. sat there, <laughs> and it became yeah. And so it was really funny how they like they were like like oh we're building this for safety. Then it sat while they did other production, and then they come to it and shoot it, and they were like nobody knew it was in it, but they they still shot it anyways. It was like you know yeah, still it was, was fine, but it's still, it's just, just like so funny. Yeah, exactly. It. it was left. Yeah, dude, it was just like left in the left in the wilderness. Whatever animal could go through there, whatever. Like, <laughs> So, you know, I don't know how long leeches take to to grow. Forty percent piss. I don't know. I've I've always yeah. I do feel like I because I've never encountered a leech in real life, but I do feel like watching this movie, oh. I'm reminded like, oh my god, yeah, leeches. I feel like watching it as a kid, like watching it now, I flashed back to seeing it as a kid for the first time, and being like, I thought leeches were going to be a much bigger deal in my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, I, like I was literally like right. quicksand too. Quicksand I always thought leeches, quicksand dude. would be. Involved. I thought for sure like, anytime I'd get in a body of water there would be like a 50-50 chance I'd get leeches. <laughs> get it, yeah. <laughs> like, and then and then what we're we're soft bodies and we like we only go in like public pools so it's like yeah, Dude, I, no, I've been in some skeezy. I, I used to I used true. to that's swim true, in the yeah. canal. You know what I mean? In yeah, Magna. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I've been in some skeezy waters and like cut my foot on broken glass in waters and I'm sure I would have got leeches. There was a rumor that the canal by my house in Idaho had leeches in it. But I did go in there one time. I didn't. And oh. I didn't get any. So, but I was. Okay. Uh, but I was scared. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you that if anything, that one would have the leeches for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what this movie gave you your leech fear. It did. I would imagine. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm like, I don't. I don't know. I don't, I, what was the fucking deal with leeches? Even though they're fun. This is now a leech podcast. Uh, they used we'll to do leech, the, well, bloodletting with leeches. Well, <laughs> yeah, bloodletting was really popular. Apparently, apparently, leeches are like. They're not, I mean, they're just, like, they're not very, they they can be bad in, like, not a lab setting, yeah. but, but leeches are still used today in that, modern medicine. That's true. So, yeah, you know, like, they're healthy for them, yeah. dude. He got, yeah, they, they all got some blood taken out, so now they got more healthy blood in there. They're strong yeah, kids now. There, there are so many, there are really a lot of great scenes in this, though, the more I think about it, because it's like, every scene does a thing well. It's either got the energy of the cast, or it's got, like, the emotional weight. Of like the Dude, characters, that, like you said, everyone everyone got their own. That, that's what I really respect is like everyone did get their own like <laughs> the char- personal. The characters time are so well written, man. Like the scene where uh, Chris Rivers Phoenix's character is breaking down to Gordy about how like he stole the milk money, but then he like returned it back, <sighs> Dude. and then the the teacher yeah. stole it and everything, and still blamed it on him. Um, and just like how he's just stuck in his life and just he's just bawling. I'm like, 
God, that, that just feels so real. Like, that felt so raw. Like, that is a moment where I'm like, man, I'm so sad that River Phoenix fucking died because that dude, that dude would have been dude, a star. To imagine <laughs> if we had River and Walken. Walken. Holy Walken. shit, dude. I know. Do you, I, know, do you know how bonkers it would be? Like, they would be... I, I wonder what that reality would look like, because it's know. like, I wouldn't... Obviously, I guess it's true. Would walking be as good? I don't know. I don't know, man. Without his brother's death having affected him in his yeah. way? Maybe yeah. maybe Joaquin lives in River Phoenix's shadow this whole time, you know? And he doesn't... Hey, no, really, though. That's Yeah, that's the thing. You never... Yeah, you never know, like... As good as walking is, I wonder, yeah, if River could have flown higher. Yeah. Have you ever seen my own private Idaho? Dude, no, I haven't seen any I've other. Off, it's been on. It's literally. Uh, I've always. Phoenix. I rented it one time, and I didn't watch it. Uh, it's been on my list forever. So, but now I really want to watch it because I heard that movie's really great too. Because it's got like Keanu in it as well. Oh, nice! Hell yeah! Heard it's really good. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's in. He's in quite a few things, and so it's like I would love to. Yeah, what isn't he in? Like, uh, not scanners, but like sneakers he, or something, yeah. isn't he? Oh, there's one called sneakers. He's in. He's in a. He's in a crew. Uh, uh, Indiana Jones movie. Oh, he is. He, play, he plays. He plays young Indy oh, that's, in one that's of them. My least favorite Indiana Jones. That was the Last so, Crusade. Uh, yeah, but you, we realize you haven't seen but, any of them. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, dude, I'm not a. I don't. Know. Indiana Jones is never. It's like Indiana. It's like I, I hadn't seen uh, Lawrence of Arabia, and so I'm like, I'm not seeing Indiana Jones before I see Lawrence of Arabia. Well, now you have. But now that I've now I've seen Lawrence, so I'm like, okay, sure, I'll pop on some Indy one day. Yeah, I told you just pop them just on, watch, maybe. Just watch Raiders. It's like they ain't watch Raiders. Sure. Raiders um, yeah, he was in Sneakers. Sneakers was fun. Yeah, Sneakers is fun. Sneakers is fun, hey, dude. Seen, All right. Anyway, I haven't seen anything. But so, dude, this is so this movie. Like you, I know you say this is your. It's like this is quintessential. It, it's definitely out. It's out there. This is a popular movie. This did great, and uh, it's wonderful. I love it. I have nothing. It's the like, coming of I, age. The only my only my only critique. And this is a very soft critique. Their their motive for going to see the dead body is kind of funny. I'll kill you. But but as the but as <laughs> but as the like as it progresses, when he talks about how like going to see this dead body is like a, a, an obsession now, like he does, and he it's not really like there, he doesn't have a true reason for why it's an obsession. It's just kind of like the idea that like the fact that they've traveled, and at the end when he says we only were gone for two days, but if you know we grew up or whatever, it's like we felt like. You know, two years or something. Grew more in those like two days that, or whatever. Yeah. This, yeah, yeah, right. And that, that's like that's beautiful, and it totally. So it doesn't. That's why I'm saying it's a soft critique. It's just kind of that. The but I think that's the thing of you. The reason the they want to go too, see it know? is kind of like, like it's. But it's like right, a morbid right. curiosity they, and an excitement of just like I get bored it. I would, rural town. That's the whole thing. Yeah, I I totally understand that like adventure of going to see, like and, it's, and it definitely is like it it totally. It glorifies a bygone era where, like, you can just kind of walk through the wilderness, you know? Like, you're, you're, you're not going to be fine. It's like, I'm like, I was trying to think of that now. And I'm like, I live in the Pacific Northwest. And I'm like, you would get shot by a proud boy if you tried to walk through the <laughs> fucking back trails of some, of some area here now. You literally, like, it's yeah, impossible to go. On... If you leave Seattle, if you leave Seattle City's limits, you're going to end up like, at the club you. from fucking Green Room or something like that. Yeah, 100%, dude. Yeah, you'd be on somebody's land and they would definitely hack you down. <laughs> so, like, you so, like, watching this. <laughs> yeah, watching this, I was like, I'm like, and they get, you know, they get in that scrape with the junkyard dude. And I'm like, 
I'm like, oh, and that, dude, that's so beautiful. That writing, too. I love they capture, like, a child's That's his big moment, too, so with his well. character being all, like, obsessed with his oh, dad and all his trauma. And then uh, yeah. Vern's even got his, like, cowardly moments that he's got to, like, overcome his shit. And him him, him yeah, running yeah, down the but, train yeah. tracks, it's like... That was some pretty spot on acting too. That, and that, that scene, that that would be oh, the probably the closest to like the set piece of the movie, right? It's like uh-huh, the that's the most memorable tracks. for me. The train, yeah. I remember the. I mean, I remember the. I remember pretty much like every every like every heavy scene location where they stop. Yeah. You know, like that kind of like where they stop at the junkyard, the train track, them in the like leeches area in the forest, and then that's. I mean, that's pretty much those. Are pretty the much conversation the where they're like, like the talking about. Mary was getting yeah. Mary was getting pissed while we were watching it because I was talking uh, like a couple weeks ago about Goofy not being a dog, and then it, it, oh, and then it came up in this, and she's and she turned to me up. and she's like, "I hate you." That's <laughs> so funny, dude. I totally forgot about that whole scene when they're talking. He's like, "What food? What candy? Or what yeah. food would you eat if you could only eat one?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, cherry yeah, pads." No question like, asked. I'm like, <laughs> no questions asked. It's so good, oh, dude. Yeah, and I I do love that. Like, uh, all these all these uh, all these people grow up to be you know handsome in their own right but the fact that Vern is like the fat he's like I'm the fat kid you wouldn't be making fun of me and he like he grows up in in I do Jerry, Jerry O'Connell yeah. man what a vision <laughs> he is he's wild a, I, he's like, a beef kid but yeah that's what I'm telling it you is, it is just Sydney's hot boyfriend and scream too anyway <laughs> it's uh I'll go check all, the, all these guys man like they they do they really they all shine and it's uh no, the the character growth of each of each character, like uh, Gordy, the man, the scene that's most memorable for me, uh, that always sticks out to me is uh, his story of the of uh, Lord Ass at the at the pie eating contest. That's that's my. So if we want to, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit. That's my favorite scene. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and because of how because of how far they push it, but yet it captures that imagination too. It it's does. it's. He's he's a writer, and then it, like he tells a story that he's been working on, and it's like it's so obscure, but it's so tight. It's, it's and such it's a so good short. Story. Like it's a, such a great little short yeah. story that he just tells around a campfire, yeah. which is just because it is. It's like yeah, it's it's and it, it's uh, and it, abstract. It's sensational it's for his friends, yeah. right, right, right. But it's like yeah, but it, it's just it's strong storytelling, and it's it's great, and I love the filmmaking of it. It's That's beautiful so too, dude. That like the puke is amazing, and it's funny in. IRL, uh, some people on set threw up. <laughs> really? Like they were, when everyone was puking on each other, there were people, there were some uh, actors that just threw up in real life. That's I was hilarious. like, oh, that's Because everyone, that's everyone was that's when you know you're doing blueberries, it. even the people who were needing yeah. blueberries. It was great. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think the, what's so good about that is it's like it, it articulates like, you know, how he is as a creative and kind of like how his mind works. And, but... Also, even more so, it does, it, like, solidifies who, like, Teddy is as a character, where he's like, and then what happened? You know, he's got that, Yeah. he's like, I don't know, maybe he went home and he, had a couple cheeseburgers to celebrate. He needs, clo- he needs closure. And then he's like, yeah, no, right, right. what if he goes home, shoots his dad, joins the Texas Rangers, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the fact that it's just, like, it's so on point with this character, because it's like, I don't know, this character, this, this movie does seem, and I think that's why I love it so much, it seems so driven by the characters and we've talked about this a ton of times like i can't stand when a plot like just does things because that's what the you know the plot needs to do the, like this movie the next scene needs yeah to this movie now. definitely seems like all these characters like they have their quirks but they're so they're so well fleshed out 
They're not like two-dimensional characters that are just like, I'm the fat kid, and I'm the creative kid, and I'm the crazy kid with the burned ear, and I'm the bad boy. Like, they are all of those things, but they're like so much more three-dimensional, and they all have their moments to be written, and so like not only are they well-written, but since they're so well-acted, they're just brought to life, and so I'm immediately sucked in to all the chemistry. Like, I could just watch all of them just having another... I'd watch a spinoff of them just... Pounding around, trying to get jobs. Right. Like, like, no, it would be. Yeah, it'd be kind of. I mean, it's like their ending is. Their ending is kind of that. It's what is that? Like it's, it's tragic because like moving on. You know, it just kind of like it sucks that like at the end. Oh, so I was and earlier. This reminds me of that that ending when the four boys go away and they all split up and then he's like narrates like he went on to do this, mm-hmm. he went on to do that. You know. Vern had, like, like two kids, works at the fucking factory, you know. Right, right. Teddy Teddy, in and out of jail. Yeah, right, right. He's kind of going down a path. Yeah, it's, yeah, unfortunate. And, yeah, you kind of, like, expect it. And he's just kind of, like, and it's just a bummer, too, because he's, like, they're so hopeful for, like, the, you know, junior high or high school, whatever it's, yeah. And uh, he, he, but then, like, they're, like, yeah, we just kind of lost touch like you do, you know, like, you just. Friends come and go out of your life. You don't talk to friends, and we, we all have that. And it's like you know you you can project yourself on each kid, and, and so that's like, that's why perfect. this movie's universal though, is because it it taps into like like just like right. a basic human truth of like you know things come and go. Like it literally ends with you know the last words of the whole movie is like I never had friends like I did when I was twelve. Jesus, does any of us? You know what I mean? And yeah. it's really just and got this. And that's like that's what it really that's like the thesis of the movie is just like there's a certain intense bonding that you have that there's no other time in your life where your friends are as important as they are when you're that age and and, and how close yeah. you can be to this person because it's like after that sometimes you drift apart you have other relationships that are close but in a different way before that sure you have friends but it's about your parents you know what I mean you don't have your own identity so it's like you're growing into yourself right before you really have all the the horrors of the world and the, <laughs> no, right, the re- yeah. burdened, burdened with the responsibilities the, the of, of knowing of, <laughs> of all the terrible things about the world. Um, yeah, man. I mean, and just yeah, lost. But I, I, this movie is amazing. But my movie that I that I reflect with that has that's just this movie, but baseball themed, <laughs> is the Sandlot, which clearly. We talked about this, I, and you don't really like. I specifically Sandlot. didn't pick the Sandlot to go know, in the poll because, because I don't like it. Because it probably would, it probably would have won, and you don't like it. But I, yeah, I saw Sandlot. First. I would rewatch. So I would when re-watch I was it. young. I watched it a lot as a kid. And yeah, I yeah. And it, it, and it, it bugged me, but I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know why it bugged you. Years, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you. I'm sure you'd. I, I bet you, you know have me like, now. I'll probably. I don't know. Enjoy well, it's weird. I'm. I'm all. But I'm all nostalgic for it, though, dude. I can't like. It, and it's not it's not better than this movie in any regard. <coughs> it's but fun, it definitely just it has more of a it has well, more. It's of like, like a, this. I just like it's a bigger ensemble. Cujo, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, all it. Yeah, it essentially is. It is just kind of like it's a ripoff and a more exaggerated, you know, idea of this movie. Like it, it doesn't hide that at all. Like it clearly is being Stand by Me, but like '90s version, and so. I just I I like that movie more because of seeing it first probably just nostalgic it's clearly nostalgic glasses and I haven't seen Sandlot actually for like 
10 yeah. years or so. I, yeah, God, dude, honestly, yeah, yeah back in like... Maybe I will throw it on. Back in L.A. I would throw it on a poll if I had a good one to put it against where I thought it would fight. Maybe, I don't want it to automatically win. I know. I, dude, dude, dude. I don't want movies to automatically win, but it's hard sometimes. I know. Yeah, don't do, don't put Sandlot on. It's fine. I'll, I'll watch it independently. But it's like, it that movie that movie is very similar to this film. Clearly, it's like literally, it's identical. It's a lot of movies from but the era. I saw it first, and I so love it. <laughs> I mean, obviously, still kind of skipping around a little bit. If this this would be your if you liked this, watch this Sandlot. Watch Sandlot. Uh, yes, exactly. There's a movie I, I know. Yeah, we've definitely the one that I was reminded of is obviously because I was actually like, oh, I'm in the mood for more of that, and I clicked on. Uh, like on Amazon or whatever, I like scroll down and like see what's recommended. And obviously, the top one that's always recommended for that, other than Sandlot, because that was as well, is The Goonies, yeah. which is like the other ensemble. It's also got Corey Feldman in it again, and it's got yeah. Well, and two, I think someone else too from this movie. If I'm, I can't remember. I was reading somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I mean, it's got oh, Sean Ash. It's got your main man, Josh Brolin, baby. I know dude, um, Josh Brolin's a dub. Yeah, it, The Goonies. Yeah. No, Goonies. Goonies is fantastic too, and that's. I just I saw Sandlot first first. It looks like before I saw Goonies or this movie. The so, Goonies has like, definitely I, got more both. of the following because uh, than Stand by Me, just because it's like it's got the adventure element well, to it, and it's, it's fun. A lot. Yeah, it's, it's the a characters lot. are not it's definitely not as soul crushing, as fleshed out. But yeah, this one is definitely more of like, yeah. what if we took the Goonies and grounded it in reality? There's no sloth man and you know, no uh, mob barker yeah, type yeah, yeah, right. villain. They don't. They don't find. They don't find a magical pirate yes. ship. It's like they find a fucking corpse. So here you it go. Is, and it's just <laughs> like, so sobering yeah. too when they find the corpse and they're just like, "We're not believing him." Uh, and that that was told so well, dude. I oh, mean, this movie like it is it is a solid movie, and I clearly recommend it one hundred percent. It's like it's fantastic. But the funny thing when they find that body, I'm like. Did he get hit by a train? Because he looked great. <laughs> was he? Has he been laying there for like two weeks? Because he looks it's fabulous. Great. Like that that week. plane, a week. that train preserved him, bro. He <laughs> yeah, he just dashed, dashed no, up know. a little bit. I know what was I saying. It's like, uh, oh yeah, the train hit him so hard, lifted him out of his shoes, just as it lifted his soul out of his body or something. Yeah, uh, dude, like, that's good that's writing. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, that, that gravity is like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, when they find it, it's cool. Yeah. Um, so I'll say right now, since we're just talking about it anyway, since we're just doing it, we're a little bit more free form today. Are we, are we just talking? I yeah, think man? my talk favorite scene used to be oh the, uh, the pie eating contest. I, I yeah. fucking love that scene. Uh, however, this time around, I do think it was actually the climax. Which didn't used to be that intense to me, but this time, for some reason, I was more focused on... Because I, I knew the characters, the main characters, but this time I was like, what makes the, the antagonist, essentially, the other, you know, Ace and the Cobras, like, what makes them? Like, what are they all about? And I was trying to fill out their gang a little bit. And so, the scene where Ace is uh, trying to pass the other guy on the freeway, and and then he's like, plays yeah, chicken, the with chicken. The, with the log yeah, truck... It, and then the log truck swerves off because he just can't be got. He needs to prove Dude. his dominance at all points. So yeah. that makes him such a dangerous person because you know at that point when he gets there, when they're all talking shit, like he pulls out his knife, like you know he will fucking kill them. Like you know he'll like... He, he, definitely he probably hasn't yeah, killed yeah. anyone before, but he'll kill them just to, to not be back down. But the fact when uh, Gordy shoots off the gun... And he looks at him and he's like, 
he's out. He's, he's like, suck my fat one, you dime store hood. You know, and all this. Your hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, just, like, great. totally nice burns him so bad. And he's like, what are you going to do? Shoot all of us. And he's like, no, Ace. I'm just you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And he totally. Cause that, and that shows that shows his character, too, because he's so self-absorbed. It's like, yeah. He like, it does. You know, yeah. Definitely he's trying to spread it around. He, get he leaves, you know. Yeah. And he's like, this is going to come back to bite you. And then it never does. <laughs> it never <laughs> That'd does. That'd be fun. Yeah, That'd be, yeah, yeah. yeah have a wacky sequel. Stand stand closer to me. That's the, it's like a <laughs> yeah. wacky. <laughs> stood, stood, stood by you. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, yeah. Stand behind you. Um, But, like, it, it's good for Gordy's character to kind of, like, step up. Because the whole time he's dealing with, like, his grief of his dead brother, which is... Uh, every time that happens, I'm like, is that fucking John fucking Cusack? That's John Cusack. I <laughs> know, time. right? Yeah, I, I'm like, I kind of forget. I'm like, oh, yeah, John. I would just think of John Cusack being like 40 or like Always. 35. You know, even, so I never like now that I, yeah, I young, see him when he's like younger. Even young John Cusack, I'm like yeah. high fidelity. Yeah. High yeah, fidelity. Or like. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, gross point gross blank. Gross point blank yeah. is like where I like. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember if it's like Gross Point Blank or High Fidelity is the first time I saw him. So I kind of just always picture him then. But then he he's also like not he doesn't look old in those at no. all. I don't know. But this is like anyways. he is like a full blown teenager. Yeah. It looks like he's, he's a, definitely he's young. A, yeah. But uh, yeah, he's I don't know. Gordy come overcoming his grief and like having that and his uh, obsession about finding the body for him is like you know it's obviously like closure with his friends, like it's something he needs to do. It's closure with his brother, whatever it is, and it comes. Full round, he finds the body. And he's like, "We're not leaving him. We're not taking him. No one's touched yeah. him." You know what I mean? He has that emotion. It's kind of an emotional moment, and he cries. Finally, he has his moment of crying, and he breaks down right. to Chris. You know, before that, you know, before the gang shows up and everything. Uh, and then that was just like his his last stand of like overcoming, and that was like him moving past. It was really, it was really right. he's standing up to his father yeah. and everything. Stand yeah, by me, dude. Yeah, <laughs> they stood. They stood they by stood. each other. By, for, for and then it's while. like the song, you know? Oh, right, uh-huh. yeah. They, oh, dude, I think there's like a version Michael Jackson did out there somewhere. Did he? Floating around. No. I think, yeah, he did it for this and then like. Fuck yeah, you, then like, no. Which, which, when you think of Corey Feldman and Michael Jackson, that, you're like, ooh. I hate, I hate everything about that. That is great. That's awful, dude, bud. Don't but, uh, ever anyhow, make let's me, move on don't, to don't prove that. Because I, I never want to hear I it. won't, yeah, I. Yeah, it's probably like in the Disney vault or something. So I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm one of those guys. I do not don't. I don't like Michael Jackson. No, I don't like his music. So it's all right, bud. (laughs) Yeah, I I used to not mind it. It's fine. But then, Man in the Mirror, holy shit, song played. I'm sorry. Oh, you work. You work at a grocery store. It doesn't anymore. You've heard Christ. If it does, if it comes back, so for like the first six years, it played. Like three three times a shift, <laughs> yeah. Um, at my work, and I remember I that. Dude. The, the Ugh, first, I hated grocery the first year, I was like, okay. Second year, I hated it. By the <laughs> third year, uh, I literally would see red, and I couldn't even listen to customers when I was when it was on, because I had to like blank everything <laughs> else around before I went on a fucking rampage. Uh, so if it comes back, I'm definitely quitting on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just hand in your hand in your. I just walk out. I just won't even clock out. I'm just leaving. <laughs> Where so uh, uh, can you can you tell me? I don't know if this is I don't know if you signed an NDA or if this is legal. How does music play inside of a grocery store? Because I worked at a grocery store for like two years, and it literally I I opened. I was the one with the keys that opened the door and walked inside, and there was music playing. 
It's just no, it's oh, corporate. It's, where where does that happen? Does it exist? Yeah. Is there a box where no. it plays? Can you? The volume's the mm. same. Does corporate really like control it with like a fucking? It's remote? literally. It's basically like a corporate type station that you're always tuned to, and oh. the corporate uh, like they basically have like a set playlist running with ads, obviously in it. That runs just on a loop, twenty four seven. It's like a, it's like it's like a it's like a it's like a, oh, like a three hour loop of of top forty hits plus ads that just plays over and over and over again. Basically, non-stop. they update it every thirty six years. They literally <laughs> like I think it's like they slightly update it like every two years. But even yeah. then, it's like they shuffle yeah. some things out, shuffle some things in, depending on like oh. the season and stuff. Obviously, with like Christmas, it's always Christmas music. It's god awful. The first two years I worked at Smith's, who let the dogs, who let the dogs out played, <laughs> and nice. that's the thing. It's 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 on like three or four hour loops. So if you work an eight hour shift, you're right. like guaranteed to hear every song like no, twice. I remember. At no, least I remember, dude. It, uh, yeah. But man in the mirror, we got off on such a tangent. Man in the mirror. <laughs> Was not only oh, no. would you hear the Michael Jackson version, but there was a cover version because they must have get like some rights. Oh, so so oh, you would hear brother. the main one and the cover version, each one like three times. <laughs> you hear it like five or six times a shift, uh, and that song's like oh, the song's like six and a half minutes long. <laughs> just thinking about it. So think, so definitely. what you're so what you're telling me is next time we get together and we go to a jukebox, I'm putting it on the. If mirror you want me to like commit mass murder, <laughs> then yes. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, that is. It's like my Manchurian <laughs> candidate, dude. It will, it will, yeah, it will turn true, me yeah. into some kind of uh, machine, and I hate it. Um, <laughs> so well, stand by uh, me <laughs> to avoid to avoid that. Um, let's talk about money. Oh, just go over to money sure? minute here. I'll give you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll we'll transition smoothly into okay, money minute. Thank real you. Quick. Uh, this was. Uh, it's funny. I was like, wow, this movie only had an eight million dollar budget. Because it's shot literally in the woods, like it's shot in a fucking treehouse, and the woods. So you're and pretty much you don't have you know, to pay you, kids hardly at all. <laughs> nope, you really don't. Yeah, that's the funny thing. You don't have to pay kids as much. So it's all children. The super cheap ass budget, and it grossed fifty two point three mil. So it it's pretty did healthy. All it is right. pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty it, dang good. That's like that's what like movies in the eighties cost to yeah. make. So it's no, really yeah, good, it, like, it's fairly like you know it's it's not like an independent low budget, but it's like it's on the it's definitely a lower like studio that's, film budget. That's hell yeah, that's hell of a budget. And if it, it, it made f- five times its budget back, um, pretty yeah. good. And like you know, obviously we weren't around when this first released, but we grew up with it to an extent. And I'm sure yeah. your first, I mean, my first time viewing it certainly was on a VHS. So I know that this uh-huh. did well uh, in the home video market for sure because it did. But that's the thing. It's a movie. It's what's always walks a line between, like, for example, Sandlot and The Goonies. It's a movie where the kids, uh, you know, preteens, young teens, uh, before before all the raging hormones um, are the main characters. But it's for kids they can be for kids that age. Like, kids that age can watch it, see themselves yeah. in it. Stand By Me is, like, kids that age, but it was definitely a hard R. Mostly for the right. for the language, and, essentially. You know, I mean, it definitely had quite yeah, a data were, on the language. But, but it's, like, the fact that it's, like, 
I don't know if that's how kids talk. I mean, certainly that's not how they talk now necessarily, but it's like kids do have this certain sense of like button pushing, vulgar, kind of just like being kind of just like uh, edgy just to be edgy. And so it's like it just it felt so real in this, but it's like kids weren't watching this movie. I don't think on purpose because I remember I didn't even notice that it was R, but I mean, it totally like. Why, yeah, of course it's R. Like, it definitely, yeah, all the subject matter and everything about it. But I could definitely, I could see it being, like, PG-13. It's maybe soft. now in our, yeah, our 2022 it's, it's lens. Cut, but, a, cut an F, a couple F-bombs here and there. But it, you know but it, I mean? uh, right, right, right. And that's, yeah, it's for, for language. It's definitely, yeah. And then probably, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Intense. Guess, but it just, yeah. Disturbing it is, like, images. I don't uh-huh, know. Yeah, the, co- the Cobras are definitely pretty violent. Yeah. But it's like, but even then, yeah, it's just kind of. No man, it. I I would. I'm like it is. It's a ten year old should watch this movie. Like I, <laughs> I, like, I, feel I like think it. this is a per yeah. like this would be a perfect PG thirteen movie because it's like it is should be yeah like a like a thirteen year old kid. You should be that age to watch this for sure. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, Do you have yeah, any reddits? I was, I was, I was, <laughs> you read my mind there, dog. And then we'll have to. Yeah, do do a Reddit or two, and then we'll we'll hop into, hop in the old Travis's old DMs. Travis. Sorry, my internet is being quite slow all of a sudden. My oh, look who's slow now, man! I got a I got a Cat Six over here, baby. <laughs> I'm sucking out that Ethernet so fucking fast, dude. I'm over here. Oh, you have no idea, baby. You know how cat, fast I'm going right six. now on my internet. Um, I'm yeah, actually dude. so yeah, we got quite a few. Um, co- comments on the Reddit. So thank you for everyone that commented because uh, they're all fairly fleshed out too. So I'll read a couple of them. So uh, Remser Jam says this movie really encompassed the beauty and pain of childhood friendship and growing up. I saw it in elementary school and it was one of the first times I felt that it acknowledged that kids remember what they go through and then it affects them. I know plenty of people know this, but a lot of adults have an attitude towards their children of expecting them to forget things like a puppy. Uh, I think about this movie a few times a week, at least, and I even started reading Stephen King's The Body recently because of it. Uh, I love this movie, and I'd love to see another movie in this vein with kids that look like me and my friends. We also grew up in lower working classes, but I'm an Asian female. My childhood friends are also girls. We don't have much in common now, and I think we all gravitated towards each other due to similar trauma. I kind of think that's also how the boys were drawn to each other. That's a good comment. See, and it's interesting because it's like... Dude, that's great. Honestly, it's like I connected to this movie and I'm the exact opposite of an Asian female. And so I'm glad that it's like... But that's the power of cinema, baby. That that does... Yeah, that is that is cool to see. And I was actually thinking, I'm like, we still get... It's cool how like... I'm thinking like kids... Was another movie? If you like this, go I watch put kids that. on the on the thing, but, but nobody. Oh, oh, did you? Oh, on the on, on the, the poll, poll yeah. but nobody fucking uh, voted for it. But dude, because kids is like, kids is that like that raw as <sighs> that is flip. that is honestly. Dude, it's like if you're looking for I, that raw, it, but like, like one that's gonna like the, cr- crush yeah, crush your I spirit. I recommend. I recommend you go, and it it definitely it's like it still centers around. It's it's still like, you know, primarily white male, but it definitely like kind of encompasses new york and so it's got like don't you, you worry know, more more voices but it's I, still it's like it's i realized when it, we picked cool. this genre that i was gonna put it slip in a uh almost said larry david a david clark movie 
Oh, David Quick. Wait. Right? Am I? Oh, Larry David's. Uh, Larry David. I know that's why. But I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Larry. Larry. Larry Clark. Yeah, Larry Clark. Clark. Yeah. God, I said David Clark. Clark. Yeah. See, I'm losing my fucking mind. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say so, yeah. a Larry Clark it's movie. Larry. So kids didn't win this month. This week. So on the next week's poll, I'm putting fucking uh, Ken Park or something. Uh, yeah. Crap, yeah. Crap, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. It, it, yeah, it won't win. I, I'm put. It won't um, win. No one's receiving. Well, because I keep yeah. trying to. I Go did down. bully for True Crime Month, and that didn't win oh, either. You did. Yeah. I think I just. I think yeah, I'm. Yeah. I haven't watched a Larry Clark movie we, in a long time, and I we we used to, we no, used to we be obsessed to, with Larry we, Clark. We really. We should do. Yeah, we should do kind of like hard coming of age. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we we haven't yeah, done coming so of age technically. Oh, that's true. We yeah, could just right. do that because uh, we were gonna do we we remember we gotta find a way to sneak our movie on there. <laughs> I know, dude. Well, that's road trip movie. But anyways, fucking. Uh, it's a coming of age. Continue movie read another. Too. It definitely it's is 100% all genres. <laughs> um, so, Colonel Barnesworth says, "Stand by me" had a big impact on me growing up. I think I was in sixth grade when my friend got a copy of it, and we watched it over and over. Tried to build a treehouse, converted an old shed into a clubhouse type thing instead of where we just play poker and tell each other to piss up a rope. Uh, also inspired us <laughs> to go on a camping trip on our own. We lived in Sandy, not near any camping places, but plus uh, our parents wouldn't let us and we didn't lie to them. So we rode our bikes down to Draper instead. So hardcore, but yeah, a lot of fond memories. And I think it set my expectations of what friendships could be with all the serious discussions that Gordy and River Phoenix's character get into but also combined with all the goofy and somewhat scary stuff. Um, I think that's a good, con- a good comment because it is. Yeah. It's like, you know, goofy and like a certain vulnerability and seriousness to like being open with someone about that. Like, you know, for the first time with like younger people, you're, you're with peers, you know what I mean? Um, but also yeah, that I, scary. I grew up with the neighborhood Yeah, also kids. kind of that scary element where it's like looking back, you're like, man, that was kind of dangerous. We shouldn't have done that. I'm I'm curious I'm curious who this person is, yeah. uh, since they said they grew up in uh, they They're, they grew, grew up in Sandy, Sandy and, yeah. and rode down in the Draper. Makes me wonder if we know them. Uh, anyway, uh, I thought you knew. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Uh, so I'll read this one too. I know this. I know this fucker. So Gummy Bear Attack says, uh, "This is my first time watching it. It's wild how many careers this movie seemed to have launched to the next level, and how many of them we still see yeah. today." Uh, as far as the movie goes, I enjoyed it. I think it's extremely well made. That said, I don't think I enjoyed it as much as everyone else seems to. I didn't see anything as really flawed or enjoyable. It just didn't latch its teeth into me. And I think a lot of that's like watching it now and maybe okay. doesn't. It's like it does. There is. Yeah. Oh, I accidentally clicked it. There is a certain amount of nostalgia, you know. Uh, but he. And that, yeah. For I, sure. Uh, but they also said, I didn't expect to see the dead kid's body. Bet Levi loved that part. Uh-huh. Time, you know, my my favorite <laughs> scene is either when Teddy loses it at the junkyard over over his insult to his dad, or when Gordy pulls the gun on Ace, who is sure Gordy won't shoot him, but not positive of it. Obligatory, fuck Mister Lachance. Um, yeah, thanks for that comment. I I don't know why it's this running joke that I always love dead kids <laughs> in movies because it's uh, a. Yeah. I don't know. It just always comes up. I'll always wreck a movie, recommend a movie without even realizing that there's like a dead kid in it. And then they'll come back and be like, what the fuck? There's always this. I guess that's true. A lot of, yeah. I, I mean, there's a plot yeah. device often. And to be fair, at least it's somewhat original right. in this one. It's not like 
my my kid well, died. And it, and it's it's funny as that as it is their it's their launching, you know, it's their inciting incident for them to go on their adventure. But there's also there's also multiple deaths throughout all the kids' lives and multiple loss and you know it's like death. So the theme the theme is there larger than right, and that's why it's such a that's why I feel like that's them trying to confront death in like a way that seems like something that they can tackle on their own by going to see this dead body, but they're confronting death in their lives because this is the first time a part of growing up is realizing for the first time that like. Hey, you know, everyone, you know, grandma dies, the cat dies, your brother dies, like everyone dies. And that's a, a fact that, you know, a lot of people still know, like, that's the whole region, reason religions exist, uh, is because people can't yeah. grapple with the fact of death. And so it's just like, it really is in their own way. Yeah, every, like you're saying, every character has some extent of like, what that means to them, the, their like mortality and the mortality of those around them, you know? Um, well, that's dope, man. I know. I'm trying to pull it up. I was stalling, and then I clicked the wrong button. Uh, well, he... And he sent us two. He sent one two? that's just, like, not to be played. Oh I don't know. Read the read the transcript nope. for one of them. <laughs> I'm just calling with a couple of recommend... Oh, is that the one that's not to be played? Yeah. Probably. It, it doesn't start oh, yeah, with, hey, yeah, guys. Yeah. Okay, this one doesn't. Oh, I know. Yeah. The, yeah, the, hey, guys. Okay. See if it works this time. God, I would love oh, for it to work. Never work. <laughs> Please, just try it again. Just be silent. The question though, is, play it and do I turn it, like, it way up so it'll try and capture it? Or do I turn it way down? I, I don't know. Just, what did you normally I, do? I've messed around with it a couple ways. I'm going to turn it, turn it way I'm gonna down. I'm going to turn it up so I don't have up, to fuck okay, with the up, audio. Baby. But, uh, let's just see. Hey guys, if the closing words that Richard Dreyfus writes on the computer don't make you reminisce about your childhood, then I don't know what could. What makes this a great movie for me is that throughout the story, I was remembering my own adventures as a kid, some I haven't thought of in years. And although the brave risks in the movie are different from my own, I can relate to the majority of this film. I don't have a question, just a comment. During Richard Dreyfus's narration, I was reminded of the narration in Goodfellas, in fact, I could imagine Ray Liotta narrating Stand By Me. Just like to say, rest in peace, Ray Liotta, and Stand By Me was a great movie. Thanks. You actually heard it? Uh, yeah. I did, I, yeah. Ray Liotta. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Travis. And, yeah, you don't always have to ask a question, but you did remind me. No. That was Richard Dreyfus. I, I literally, when it first came on, I was like, is that fucking Richard Dreyfus just sitting all pouty in that truck? Um, and... I probably wouldn't even thought of that except for we just watched Jaws, <coughs> you know, um, but it's kind of funny, but this movie does have that vibe. Like this movie's got that, that voiceover narration that like pulls off pretty well. Cause it's like, sometimes, you know, like a lot of people will say like as a writer, like voiceover narration can be kind of a crutch, can be lazy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. telling it from like a first person perspective really works in a lot of stories. And that's obviously why like, you know, so many books are written in the first person perspective in most movies that have voiceover narration are based off one of those books, uh, often. And so it's like, I can definitely see cause Goodfellas has 
perfect. I can't imagine it without narration. It would. I can't imagine. Well, but like, same with it, this movie. It, the structure of flashback, like telling a telling a story that's already happened with narration, it serves for that storytelling so much better than just. If there's no voiceover and you just had him sitting in a car and then it just shows the kids, it would kind of there'd be that bridge. Well, it would be and awkward. The voiceover to kind of try to connect that. The voiceover you know? is a really good glue to like stick all the scenes together, yeah. but also that's where you get some of the poetry in the writing, like where he says like all the shit because he's a writer, yeah. you know, and he's talking about. Well, apparently, apparently that's not in the book either. The end. Oh, really? Writing. Or maybe it's I can't remember. It's either not in the book or it's like written differently. And how they structured it, it's a little better. I'm gonna have to read it now. I do. It just—it's beautiful. It's beautiful writing. I love that. Yeah, that that ending is like, yeah. Everyone in Letterbox was like, you know, quoting that, and I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. It's, it's memorable for sure. Yeah. yeah. Even um, I do think it's a like an interesting because it's like, so many stories are like, oh, I'm telling it, uh, you know, this thing that happened in the past, and he's telling it in this, but it's like also in the present as he's writing it in a way, which I think is interesting because he mentions. Um, when yeah, he sees right. the deer and he just sees it Dude, um, and he just scene. like watches it in the early morning in the woods and then like scampers off and it's like is that like his childhood innocence you know his last you know I know I of- I wrote that in my notes I was like I was like deer equals meaning <laughs> question mark and I was like maybe I kind of wanted to bring yeah. that up but I'm just like I, I didn't I haven't formulated that's the only thing I mean yeah, like I really this movie there's so many themes about like you know you know, yeah. youth and growing up and innocence. So it's like, I mean, is it, yeah, is it supposed to be like, I, I thought it was like a tender moment between him and his brother. I think that's the thing. It could be you know, all of those. It's, it's him it could be connecting anything, to like right. this level of freedom. Like he feels like this is like, you know, uh, him letting go this freedom. Um, but even in that moment with the voiceover, it's interesting. Cause he's like, you know, I've never spoken or written of that moment until now. Yeah, and so it's interesting now. the use right. of the and word now in a voiceover narration when it's like, because it's like obviously you sort of have two timelines even though that's barely, I mean not really, but um, I think it's an interesting, uh, that is a perfect example of it being used correctly because it's actually, you know, serving the story that right way and not just being like, I don't know. But anyway. It's not filling, it's not filling in any gaps. No, it's the, just, uh, like it's just like a reflective itself, moment of like, I was moved by that at the time, and I don't know what it meant to me at the time necessarily, but I feel the need to mention it since I'm telling the story, I'm writing it all down because um, it moved me, and I've never talked about it to anyone else. It's just interesting seeing seeing those events through that lens because so much of the events in film in general happen like in the now. Like You're literally like they're running on the train tracks. There's no narration then. Like, can you imagine? That would be terrible. Right. It would take it take right. you totally out that of the scene. Really bad. But it, you know, yeah, it totally ruin yeah. the tension. But it's like you know, he doesn't get splattered across the tracks because he's narrating the story and all that. But it's like it's just, uh, you know, the way that it all comes together. It still builds the tension. Yeah, the way it all really comes well. together. Yeah. So this movie's pretty fucking good. So. Yeah. What What's your recommend if you like this? Watch what. Oh yeah, Goonies. Goonies. I think kids. Honestly, yeah, Goonies, yeah, oh, yeah. I think kids is a is a kids. Yeah, I was thinking the whole time I was like Goonies for like, a like tamer one that's got like I mean there's death and Goonies and in thrilling moments, but it's an adventure movie. It's so comical, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a wacky adventure yeah. movie, and then kids for like if you want this coming of age story, but like just a destroyed generation. I don't even yeah. know. 
the most the most like realistic and i was thinking like mid 90s too i that almost put that. mid 90s but i literally yeah. almost put mid 90s yeah. and then i was like i can't just put mid 90s because mid 90s it was good but it just wishes it was kids it's just kids with more with yeah. more skateboarding with and more less skateboarding. and less aids yeah, yeah. but there's no there's no problem <laughs> with that there's no problem with that man it's like i can get mid 90s anyway but, so uh that's it I'm yeah, I'm happy with this. Uh, let's wrap it up real quick because I got a bio break. I need to go. I need to take. I need to go pee. Bio so. break. That's fun. Uh, yeah, so yes, thank you for listening. That was Stand by Me. I hope you, I hope you yeah. enjoyed that. Thanks everyone that and, commented. And now you know my personal life, we, everybody. Um, I just checked it. So we talked about how kids was part of the next week's poll, and guess what? It didn't win. Um, Wet Hot American Summer won the poll for next week. Which I'm like, why? Have you seen why? it? Why? It's it's great. I've never, I love it. I've never I seen it. Love it. Oh, you've never seen it? Oh, dude. So it's funny. Wet Hot American Summer is making fun of fucking Sleepaway Camp. I I know I it's like the, the 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 camp yeah, counselors. Sure it's it's like the thing. twist on that. I know. I know. Like Paul I'm, Rudd's in it. I'm pretty it. sure it is. It's funny as fuck, dude. It's got uh, it's got the dude who does like the voices in Bob's Burger. What the fuck's his name? Anyways. Uh, I guess we'll have to just find think, out, right? No, now maybe I'm tripping out. I know we'll have to watch it. But <laughs> we anyways, are watching. Uh, it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my. We are watching it. Fantastic! That's the next movie. I'm, uh, I'm getting aggro now. Here, I'm gonna say the Patreons. I Thank love you, you. all. Uh, follow us on Patreon. You get some sweet content, some delicious, juicy extras, yep. uh, and I have to thank Kylie Landon. Thomas Mothers You're all fantastic And if you want to call in like Travis does Feel free Dial us at 801-613-1501 Bye Yo, you don't No, that's it you, You've got it covered Patreon, Reddit Check, Go to the Reddit Everyone in the comments I love it when you comment yeah, Letterboxd I want to I want to I like to see more people's things Check out the Letterboxd Yeah I want, I want more people to follow me dude Letterboxd is great Okay right. Go pee Bye <laughs> Bye Did I just record this whole time